And Ryan, go with the theme song. What? You were more prepared for that than I thought you would be. <laughs> or maybe just, uh, yeah, maybe maybe just a little bit more, um, you know, spontaneous. Just uh, seems to be the way to go. Right, this is the Immaterial Gamers podcast that currently doesn't have a name yet. Um, this week, the reason we haven't actually given it a name is that I tried to get a petition set for the government to discuss it in Parliament, and they've not quite got back to me yet, so we'll just have to stick with it as it is. Uh, this podcast is being recorded on <clears throat> the 26th of August 2018, where our weather has decided it wants to change just as much in an average zone in World of Warcraft, so often. Yeah, we've had quite a bit of rainy weather over here as well. I think... Uh... I think Canada's preparing for fall a little ahead of time. Yeah. Winter seems to be truly coming, and not just in Game of Thrones. So, uh, yeah, with with that in mind, uh, let's uh, let's go with introductions. So the first person you heard uh, does know the weather women, know when it is raining men. Uh, it is Duncan, otherwise known as Jeff Vader. Say hello. Hello. And uh, the silent voice that we haven't heard just yet, but will... We'll talk once he is introduced. Uh, it is Mott Bucket himself. It's Matt. Illustrious leader here. Oh yeah, here we go, illustrious leader. And you just to it. make sure, <laughs> and just to make sure I don't forget, I'm Ryan. I'm not him again. I'm the guy that people always wonder why he's actually here. But uh, you know, if 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 not for recording and getting podcasts sorted, I don't know what I'd do. That sounds actually quite depressing. That, but um. It meant to be a bit more light-eyed. Anyway, we'll we'll, uh, we'll move on. We got the usual, uh, the usual business. Just like a House of Commons event, we will just sit there, uh, stroke our own egos, talk gameplay, uh, talk about gaming news that's happened, and I have another little interesting question which we will all answer this week due to the lack of a fourth person. But we'll uh, we'll get underway with the usual starting topic of the podcast and that is what we've been playing and I know that Duncan you say has been a bit uh, a bit light this week yeah a bit a bit of a bit a bit of a dry week for me the only thing I really have been playing at all is Civ 5 so I might as well get that over with since I know what you guys are going to talk about and I know it's going to take a whole lot longer than what I have to say yeah well yeah Civ Civ Five. Uh, are you still in the same campaign that you were in like, the last couple of weeks? Oh sure am. Uh, but I am <laughs> I I am winding down. I'm getting towards the end of it now. Uh, I think I've worked out a pretty reasonable uh, through plan. Uh, currently I'm going for a scientific victory. I've got half the rocket ship built at this point. I just need yeah. to unlock the sciences necessary to complete it. Uh, oh science science that is my that is my sort of victory. Yeah, I'm, I, I have a pretty good idea of how I'm going to end it. At this point, uh, for probably for about the last 2,000 years in-game, uh, me, Poland, uh, the Inca, and uh, Saudi Arabia formed a pretty strong core alliance. Nice. And uh, we've had each other's backs for most of the game at this point, had good trade, you know, and support each other militaristically. It's probably the only mm. reason why I haven't gone to as many wars as I have at this point, because no one wants to declare against a war against someone who's got four yeah. other countries at his back. True. So it just it just it just allows you just keep that keep that little defense going, and uh, 
you'll be into space. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the the uh, politics are getting a little bit complicated. You know, some of my <laughs> uh, my my oldest friends are starting to make friends with people I used to be enemies with, and they're now they're like plotting against each other and all this crap. So that's the random number generator taking effect. Yeah. So I'm hoping to uh, finish the sciences before everything goes to shit. And I think that when I'm about 10 or 15 turns away from victory, I think I might just declare war against all the other nations. <laughs> you know, just uh, arrange things so that the to you know have the world just burn down while I just leave to space. <laughs> just make it like this sort of thing. You feel well, we don't need to be here anymore. Let's uh. To space! Yep. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> Fair dues. Fair dues. Well, we will uh, probably look forward to that 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 catch up in the in the in the coming weeks, and uh, just um, we'll just make sure that uh, that keeps going. Yeah, I should be done. I should be done this campaign by that's by next time I'm on the podcast, whether that's next week or whenever. Fair dues. No worries. Right, Matt. I know that you've been playing it for a week. I know that you've rent and experienced a lot of it, so uh, so uh, how 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 goes Dead Island? Dead Island. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of dead people there. What on an island? I think so. <laughs> no, that was just a you know nice bit of a. Believe what do they call that? A fake out? Misdirection. Maybe. Yeah, misdirection. So uh, no, seriously, I know that you've been playing Battle for Azeroth since yes. uh, since last week when uh... with the correct kind of misdirection. Yes, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the the hunter misdirection. Huh? See, I, I I get it. Ah, it's a Warcraft joke. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only know that because of Hearthstone. Hey, uh, Hearthstone is you know it's it's kind of you know it's World of Warcraft light. We're playing a lot of that too. Yeah. So yeah, we'll 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 go for that. Do you want to go with Hearthstone or Battle for Azeroth first, then? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Good answer. Yes. Oh, you know it. <laughs> you take your pick, Matt. <laughs> well, nah, well, I've been playing Azeroth more than Hearthstone. Hearthstone, I kind of play well about work rather than actually yeah. doing work, which. I probably shouldn't admit to, but work doesn't listen to this yet, so I'm all right for now. No, so that's good. Well, you're not you're not sat there you're not sat there playing the cards actually in the office, are you? Well, the hope is that Immaterial uh, Gamers <laughs> takes off and we start making money right around the time that uh, your work finds out that you're <laughs> well, not my doing work. Time I get fired. Yeah, <laughs> so that way you have something to fall back on, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So we've been watching these vid. Uh, we've been listening to these videos. Uh, you know, um, I think they were from last year. So you were playing Hearthstone, were you? No. <laughs> Do no. work hours? Yeah. Uh, Battle for Azeroth. Go. I went to Zordazar. Ah, yes. The main the... starting fight. In case nobody knows this, we are. Well, I am Horde, the only true faction in uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, anyway, for the Horde. Alliance is a bit dense and. Well, apparently we uh, lost out on natural selection in their cases, but oh well, I remain hopeful. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I've, I've done the first character to 120. I'm exploring the world and battling the Alliance on their rather 
disturbingly poorly designed island, which I don't feel sorry for them at all. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the island of Kulturas. Yeah. Or continent, it's, it's really. It's a poor it? island. There's many hills, many roads, and that's about all there is to it. Yeah. We we've got a we've got a really great, if not poorly designed, capital C. Yeah, we have a massive pyramid that is just in the way of everything, and it's about five miles yeah. high with no easy way up or down. Yeah, Cause... this was a, this was an observation that I made to you on it, Matt. It was just like, it's it's nice. It looks really pretty, but it's almost the size of a zone itself, and mm. because of it, it's sort of design is a little bit all over the place. Uh, to say the least, yeah. They've got crafters in one place, some more crafters in another place. The food court is like spread across a very thin strip. Doesn't really help you out with your cooking. And then mm. you've got the boats all over the place after that. It's like the trolls yeah. got together and thought, right, we'll roll some dice with port and dinnering, dinning area, dining, dinnering, dinner, food dinner, dinner, area. Over there, and you know, they just rolled it and thought, right, the dice have landed in this position. We will build it all here. Yeah, and it was not a very good choice. It was a terrible no. choice. No, here's, here's the thing: you got you've got your big capital cities. You've got your Ogrimmar. You've got, you know, you've got Thunderbluff. You've got, you know, Stormwind if you're that way inclined. And you know, they're they're big. But they generally have their sections for you to go to, and everything's fine. Any city that requires three flight points is too damn big. Yes, far, far too big. But that being said, I do have goblin gliders, which I can make, so... I still fly, even though Blizzard have tried to stop me. It's like, hmm, I see what you're trying to do here, Blizzard. I will ignore that completely and jump from the pyramid and fly to the other side of the map. Yeah, that that works. Yeah, it works. It works entirely. Um, so yeah, so we've got the, we've got the city. How would you feel you'd explain sort of the leveling, the questing items? Well, leveling wise, it's not too different from any other expansion. It's go here, do this, go there, do that. We've got the newish bonus objectives for areas, which I think they introduced in Draenor. Which yeah. give you a little boost. It's not nothing spectacular. They've they've tried to limit how quickly you level, so you're forced to do uh, the majority of the content, so that their story writers can at least get some kind of look in. Even though they have butchered the law in places over the years, like Brand Bronzebeard. Oh, and you <laughs> this, and you this was coming along. You and you and these dwarves haven't had a good, you know, good run, have you? No, not really, because dwarves are a poor choice of character. And this one in particular died in Warcraft 3, but nah, they brought him back. You're a racist. Not racist, just because he's ginger. Uh, what's... Hey. Hey. (laughs) Um, yeah, but what about about Magni Bronzebeard, you know? Giant crystallized dwarf. He's dead. It's just, the world decided, no, I must have a gimp, and I will make it a short, bearded one. <laughs> God damn it. The short, 
crystal gimp. Exactly. That is Magni Bronzebeard. He's the world's bitch. You know, the world All is... All he does is sits there whinging, oh, the world's in pain, oh, the world's this, oh, the world that. It's like fucking Greenpeace. Shut the fuck up and let me destroy something. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that does sound like a horrid thing to say, to be perfectly honest. Well, they're making us out to be bad guys, so we might as well act the bad guys. The whole burning of a tree full of elves, plaguing half the Alliance when they come knocking at our door. Yeah. Although they deserve that. How dare they attack us. Pests. I mean, to be fair, the Horde did move halfway across the world just to not start a war with the Alliance. What do they want from us, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, we'll go find our own little place in the world. No, you won't. We'll attack you. God damn it. But yeah. anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the expansion. Um, yeah, level wise, it's it's not too bad. It, it kind of it, it does everything scales up your level, so it's, they try and keep it challenging. But if you play any class other than like a, a rogue or a clothy, everything's not really that challenging. Mm. I mean, that's that's something that the sort of did at the end of Legion, wasn't it? Was to make all the other zones. Like, like I think I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, they sort of made everything scale now to the extreme of each expansion. And yeah, um, uh, Battle for Azeroth's no different. And you'll have no doubt heard the rattling as my cat has now woke up and is having a good scratch and my desk is rattling, so we'll probably end up trying... Just yeah. stop it, cat! Stop it! the guest opinions of the cat as with all hunter pets is usually more of a nuisance than a help um, but along with the leveling um, the loot scales with you as well you tend to get loot proportionate to your level or item level when you hit max level mm. which is <laughs> It's nice, but I wish it'd scale up a bit quicker. I'm finding that I'm having to do several quests to get better gear rather than just a couple. Or I have to go mm. into like three, four dungeons. The dungeon traps are pretty shit as well. I've done like four or five dungeons and got one item out of it. Like, what the fuck's that about? Yeah, this, this is the cost of what would now be considered personal loot in WoW Dungeons. Mm. No, no longer do you have to sit there and necessarily have to roll for any gear that you want or need. But then that just gives the excuse to not give you anything at all. Mm, all you get is piddly Adorite. Azorite. Which levels up your artifact thing, which in turn gets you unlocks for your three pieces of Azerite armour, which you can unlock, which are head, shoulders and chest piece. Knees and toes were rest, but they um, uh, they declined. But the actual item level, the, the actual bonuses themselves are pretty shit. Mm. The They're a bit supposed to be like the like the old glyphs, weren't they? They're just supposed to be a little bit of a sort of a tag on to something rather than something that would change your game style drastically. Yeah. Turns out it really is hard to talk about one game for ten minutes, isn't it? It's just Warcraft. 
<laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I guess when it when it comes to it, yeah, it is it's just more Warcraft. I think it's now that WoW has now become something that's a bit more about it's just sort of continuing its lore rather than any real big innovations to to the gameplay. And I know that they've got you know they've got the island expedition mode and you know the way that they're changing how sort of how players actually level. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess with with the fact that this war between the Horde and Alliance, you've got the fact that you have your own your actual own island to to explore minus these little footholds that each opposing faction can can have on each other's island. But yeah, I guess I guess like you say at the end of it, it's it's more Warcraft. Yeah. People yeah. people fighting, people killing. It's yeah, it's just the same stuff really, every expansion, but different story tacked onto it, so it feels a little bit fresh, but at the end of that, once you've done the story once and you do it on a separate character, like I'm leveling my druid now, mm. and I'm not reading the story because I know the story. I'm literally just like picking up quest. Okay, going off to do it. It's, it's literally the same thing. Go here, kill ten of this. Go here, gather four of that. Go here, spy on this guy. Come back. Job done. Fly to next hub. Yeah. But if you're interested in the story you take your time and just don't bother leveling a second character otherwise you'll be depressed in the fact that you're just doing the same bunch of quests in each quest hub mm. yeah. but that's that's literally if you just power into it like this mythic guild or whatever the fuck they are um, who went and three manned all the way to 120 in four hours they literally did the same four or five quests over and over again for four hours without reading any story, which must be boring as fuck. Yeah, I know that that idea of, you know, yeah, we just want to we want to achieve this, we want to do that. It's like, yeah, and now that you've got there, tell us what happened. Exactly. Look, yeah. cat, I will skin you alive. Uh, here at Immaterial Gamers, we do not condone the skinning alive of any animal or human being. Just to, like the fact that I've got to put that out there. You know, it, it depresses me, but we we do need to to get to that point. So That's all right. she's took the threat of violence. She's toddling off. RSPTA have been uh, have been told to not worry. We won't. You know, we won't actually hurt the cat. Yeah. Yet. I think you really made a difference today with that PSA, Ryan. It was very eloquently put. The more <laughs> you know. You've reduced the amount of. Uh, animal and people skinning that goes on in our uh, quote-unquote audience by probably a hundred percent today yeah yeah as long as we can make sure matt knows what he's doing then it's all great i know what i'm doing you make a little <laughs> incision just below the chin drag the blade down jesus christ all, all right, right no, we don't need right. to go into detail come on now hey yeah, that, my druid is a skinner i need to know this shit no no, 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 no. Your skin in Warcraft, it doesn't... Not... It has real-world applications. Oh, my God, no, you don't just right-click to skin cat. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> it takes 2.5 seconds. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that going to be the title of this episode? Right-click to, cl- to, right to skin right, cat? Right-click to skin cat. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. 
maybe, you know, I went with Band in China last week, so, uh, you know, let's just, let's just keep it going. Um, Incidentally, that is one of the things not banned in China. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who wants, to, who wants to eat fried cat? No, me neither. Right, so, do you want to briefly talk Hearthstone? Or shall I just uh, do that? I'm going to let you take that, because you, you're more into cards and... Yeah, as the magic, as the the gathering style stuff. Yeah, as the as the magic to gathering, uh, magic to gathering apparently, magic the gathering enthusiast. Um, yeah, I do I do double with Hearthstone every now and again, and they seem to be doing a lot more of these solo adventures, setting stuff you know in little stories around the Warcraft universe, like Naxxramas, and. That wood, which I don't remember the name of. The witch wood? Light wood? Something like that? Yeah, it's the witch wood. The witch wood, there we go. Um, but they've brought out another one called uh, the Boomsday Project, which is uh, you going through scientific experiments of the great one time NPC from Burning Crusade, Dr. Boom. Mm. Yeah, that, that one, the one boss fight where you had to try and throw bombs at him while dodging bombs. Yeah, bit uh, bit odd, but yeah, no, it was there. Um, it seems to be that it's uh, Hearthstone's first puzzle expansion. Yeah, I haven't uh, actually played the expansion since it came out, but uh, I've been watching videos of uh, mm. the puzzles, and I think that's kind of an interesting idea. I kind of like that it's like a different, it's a different take on the, you know, the usual yeah. Hearthstone formula. Usually, the solo adventures are presenting some kind of challenge where the odds are apparently stacked well against you and you have to figure out you know how to defeat this unfair boss but i like yeah. that it's kind of like this one is more like it's almost like teaching you how to think a little bit beyond your normal situation like these are things that kind of maybe could come up in gameplay but like yeah it's, it's, it's sort of the yeah the way that allows a little bit more thinking to 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 go outside the box rather than just Sort of, you know, just throwing all your cards at the enemy, um, or even, yeah, it's just more of a case of like, well, that's nice, but here's a more effective way you could have done it. And yeah, yeah thinking I sort of a like few steps that. ahead. Yeah. yeah, I sort of like that puzzle mechanic because that's the thing. I know you've probably gone through a bit more Boomsday than I have, Matt. But is it all, all of it still seems to be defeat the enemy in one turn? Um, not all of it. They're separated into four different puzzles, with right. the objective for each being a little different. So I think the first set of puzzles is uh, you have to kill the other boss. Like, you've, you have to finish the uh, the character's health. Um, mm. Going off the names of the other ones, I think the one after it is Mirror. So... Yeah, so basically in that one, I've, again, I've seen videos of this. I watch uh, a, a guy named Trump. I don't know if you know who that is. He's a, he's a Twitch streamer who plays a lot of Hearthstone. Yeah. Big Hearthstone player, isn't he? Yeah, oh. and uh, he's been doing videos on the Boomsday Project. And uh, the mirror one is essentially that you just have to find a way to copy the enemy's board state. However, you know, through any means necessary, you know, may have the exact same units in the exact same arrangement with the exact same stats. So rather right, than okay. actually trying to eliminate the enemy or whatever, it's just you know, copy just, the yeah, enemy. Yeah, just mir- oh, it's, it's a different kind of tin, doesn't it? It's a whole different kind of puzzle solving, and I think that's yeah. kind of interesting. I think yeah, I think the ones that I was looking at then that would have been the lethal 
subset of puzzles, if I remember now. Yeah. So yeah, you've got lethal, mirror, board, clear, and mm. survival. Right, but, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah. But yeah, like 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 you were saying, it's a bit of an interesting and different way of, of dealing with stuff other than build deck, try kill man. Yeah, because like the the thing about the bosses and from previous solo adventures is like there's nothing there's nothing applicable really about what you learn or do in those adventures because you know you have to have a very specific type of deck to really exploit the weaknesses of previous bosses. But this is I like that this is kind of more of an educational experience like mm. it kind of teaches you how to like be a more advanced Hearthstone player how to think you know a little bit more in depth about uh your board state and the opponent's board state and how to how to use your cards to the maximum effectiveness i kind of like that idea yeah yeah that's you know that's what i do like about it and you know i'll probably you know when i get a bit more uh like time where i'm bored you know, I'll try and you know get the uh, the old brain stimulated with a bit more of a uh, bit more of Boomstain. You know, see how it goes from there. Maybe actually get back into Magic the Gathering a bit more as well, because there's a load of uh, paper cards around my house. I mean, loads. Cards. Yeah, could make a cape out of them, but I think like other like YouTubers and streamers have done that before. But you know, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Also, I've been getting my nostalgia on. I've been playing uh, the re-release of the classic Dreamcast game, Shenmue. 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 And I know that that is uh, with the with the current uh, with the current crowd has just gone over people's heads, but I loved that game when it first came out. You were, you know, classic. You know, uh, Japanese revenge tale of young student walks uh, comes back home to find father getting murdered by evil Chinese man goes out on revenge tale to you know find uh, to pursue his killer and gain his revenge and you did it by exploring a a little open world tiny little you know villages in in Japan. Uh, asking people for information, doing kung fu moves against people who got in your way, uh, and little quick time events. In fact, it was the game that brought the quick time event to uh, to a larger audience for for good or ill. But uh, yeah, no, I was um, I enjoyed it back then, you know, going through. Wandering the town, seeing all people go to and from work, and and then you know not getting through the game by just going to the arcade and sitting there playing Super Hang On and Space Harrier every in-game day because I could. Yeah, it was just it was just great as long as you as long as your main character got home by eleven o'clock every night, it was all good. But um, yeah, I feel I might be suffering a little bit from the uh, from the rose-tinted glasses of it because the the game has been re-released. It's not been remastered in any real big way. It's had a little bit of graphical improvements to make sure that you're not just seeing like the world clip through every two seconds. Um, the voice acting is still very, very tinny and compressed. And I've now decided I don't actually like the gameplay of it anymore. 
it's uh, right. I I like the idea of asking people, you know, oh look, the bad guy drove away in a car. Let's speak to anyone who may have seen that car, and that's that's fine. And that sort of point and click adventure style way of gaining information to solve the puzzles. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's cool. Where it falls down is when you've got to speak to specific people who are only available at certain times. And the in-game clock goes... um, What's the best way to say it? Slow. (laughs) Yeah, very slow. It's almost like an an in-game day in that can be, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. And when you're sat there, it's like, right, I've got to go and speak to these sailors who frequent at this bar at 9 o'clock in the evening. And your character wakes up at half 8 in the morning, and you've got nothing to do. It ends up being a bit of a problem, so it's like, I had sat there and played WoW while waiting for the bar to open. Hmm. I sat there and played my phone games while waiting for the bar to open. And that isn't the point, you're supposed to be going around and doing stuff. I've never... Yeah, I mean, you really shouldn't have to play another game while you're waiting for one game to do something. Yeah. I mean, I know that that's, I, I, I can be a bit cruel on that, that, but that was the main problem with the first Shenmue game. The second Shenmue game had it a, uh, added a time skip feature. So you could, you know, skip to certain parts of the day to make it a little bit less tedious. But given that the, the fact that Shenmue 2 continues directly on from the first and takes everything over. I want to, you know, get through the first game first, and I'm having a, you know, starting to have a problem that I might not have the best time with it again. So, uh, yeah, not uh, not the not the not the greatest situation, but I will try and uh, plod through it just to make sure that I'm not losing the love for a game that I had. Nearly, uh, nearly twenty years ago now. Yeah, you sounded like you're depressing yourself a lot with this. Yeah, no, I am de- depressing myself a lot with it. So what Sounds I'm going to do is depress. Yes, much, much depressed. So sad. Wow. <laughs> um, no, we so already talked about wow. <laughs> yeah, let's not go back to wow. No, um, this does lead on to my spot call question for this week, though, and I'm not going to give a time limit for it because I want to make you as depressed as I was. Oh dear. So, so my question is, what game have you gone back to recently that you had really enjoyed in the past that you now just can't get into anymore due to good old rose-tinted glasses? Hmm. Let me think about that. Okay. So, while you while you think about that one, then Duncan, have you got one, Matt? Not off the top of my head, no. World of Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, World of Warcraft. You did sound like you were like you were like you were get you were really into it at the beginning. It's like yeah, yeah, I'm the horde. Oh, it's all just the same old, same old. Go here, do this quest, talk to this guy, <laughs> and then uh, boring. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let me get this older West walking more than my other character. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, this one is going to lead to a bit of a uh, depression. I'm trying to think if, like, just to just to try and give you a bit more time. I'm trying to think if there were any that hit me as badly in the nostalgia. Well, I do. Uh, I guess there was one game I played a little while ago. Uh, okay. I've never been a fan of like the Sonic the Hedgehog games in general, like as a series. Like I'm kind of just like whatever. Yeah. 
Like, platformers to me are like, whatever, and then, like, speed-oriented platformers are like, oh my god, give, stop. Uh, <laughs> but I was irrationally fond of Sonic Adventure 2 for the Dreamcast and GameCube. Because mm-hmm. uh, that was just one of, you know, six games that I had available to play when I was uh, a small child. And, you know, you'd get attached to certain things that uh, you experience as a child. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really liked that game as a kid. You know, I liked, pl- I liked the stages themselves. I liked, uh, I really liked the, uh, the Chow Garden, you know, raising your Chow and all that. That was lots of fun to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back in it, you know, I, I tried playing it a little while ago because uh, that's on Steam, oddly enough. Mm. Uh, and I have to say, I ha- there's there's definitely problems with it. Yeah. I mean, I was pro- I was always aware that the uh, the voice acting was kind of atrocious, but you know, oh. it's like some you know, I, I I always remember it being a really fun game, but then I remember, oh, okay, so all the knuckles stages suck, all of the. Uh, uh, rouge stages suck because it's basically just like a randomly generated uh, quest where in the Knuckles and Rouge stages you're basically just looking for pieces of the Master Emerald or whatever and they're mm-hmm. all randomly spawned throughout a map and it's just luck whether or not you get them in a decent amount of time yeah uh, and didn't wasn't it insulting enough to, uh, like that they would give you a time bonus for a score. Yeah, no kidding. That would, that would determine your rank based on how quickly you found these emeralds. And now given, like you said, that it is complete random chance of where they are in the first place. Yeah, and Just... then, you know, as, as aside from that, we've also got the stage... Ta- uh, oh my god, talking is hard. Uh, the stages that involved <laughs> uh, Knuckles... Uh, not Knuckles, Tails and Eggman, that's it. They've got mech suits for some reason. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's was like exclusive to that game and never really been touched on again. Uh, and uh, while it's fun to shoot lots of lasers and blow things up, I guess it seems really odd to put that in a Sonic the Hedgehog game. And also, the controls for the mech suits are a little bit clunky and awkward. They have a very strange acceleration. Their hit their boxes are so are really big and they don't turn very well mm. but yeah. you meaning to tank controls well Sonic that you know Sonic the Hedgehog gets a series of speed based platformers you know gotta go fast the ultimate meme uh, mm. you know so when you two thirds of the game are about not going fast it's just a very interesting design choice mm. yeah yeah uh, the only thing I think still holds up is the Chow Garden because Chows are cute and raising Chows is fun and anyone who disagrees with me can fight me on that. All of the actual stages and actual the actual like game that people actually bought to play is like whatever mediocre, but the Chow Garden that's where it's at. <laughs> Gotta raise your little baby monster thing to fight other baby monster things and defeat them in races and other weird stuff like that and sometimes they bang and have more babies and sometimes they die and they become eggs again yes so yeah that's 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 my rose tinted glasses game i suppose yeah then uh matt what's yours well i've just been looking through my steam list uh because i know i have a few old ones on there that i've rebought on steam because either i cannot find the disc 
or it's been shattered into a thousand pieces from age. And I've come across at the very bottom of my list the old XCOM games from the DOS era. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, the first one is UFO Defense, which I have played not so recently, but I did go back to it. I played it, got all the way through in one, and enjoyed it every but as much as I did that last time. Mm-hmm. However, the one directly after it, Terror from the Deep, played like a bag of shit. <laughs> Despite being pretty much exactly the same game, but underwater. Mm. And I got like two, three missions in, and I was just like, what the fuck? This is shit. Yeah, it is exactly the same as this predecessor. Like, right down to the level design. Mm. Yeah, it just felt like a sack of shit compared to the first one. <laughs> Uh, just, just, just not as as you remembered it then as no. well. Just... It's, it's almost like the first one's great, and then you expect something a little different from the second one, and it's not. And it just all comes flooding back. They just basically re-released the first one, and it, nobody enjoyed it as much. Mm. Much depressed has been had. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Fair, fair enough. So that, yeah, that. Uh... Now that everyone's all as depressed as I am. So much depressed. There we go. I've, I now I feel... I remove this from Steam. I <laughs> can delete depression. Oh, no. No, you can't. You can't. That's 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 the thing. Ah, no. I, you can. I've figured this out because... Well, it's not deleted, but it's hidden. Um, you can hide... Ah. Absolute travesty games... If you can even call them games from your Steam list, they will not appear there unless you specifically go to the hidden folder where currently one game resides. You've mm-hmm. banished it to the Shadow Realm. Yes. Okay. Can you rename the folder? Starforge. Which <laughs> is no longer available on Steam. It is that bad. <laughs> like, no, honestly, you. If you have it, try going to the store page for it. It doesn't exist anymore. Fair enough. And uh, then, you know, that's that's where it should be. In the Shadow Realm, where it, where it belongs. Steam should be offering us all money back. Plus ten of our most favourite games from our wish list. As compensation for that. Oh my god, there's a game called Guacamelee. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Sorry, slightly off topic there. So, yeah, sorry. It's a fight. <laughs> it was a fighting platformer based on um, yeah, Luchadors, but uh, that looks incredible <laughs> with three hundred percent more chickens. Oh, nice, nice. I didn't know how many like chickens were there originally, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's three hundred percent more chicken. Oh man, there's going to be gold for a title list. to choose for this week, and yeah, it's just so much. Now with three hundred percent more chicken. What do yeah. you want, cat? More chicken. Her. No, she's <laughs> she's dragging her toy in here now. I'm busy. <laughs> right, right click to skin, cat. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh man, right. So let's uh, let's get close to the 
to to wrapping up the end of this by going and looking at some gaming news. And the first one that I've got is um, relating to uh, to Goldeneye. Who played Goldeneye for the N64? Uh, I think I tried to play it, uh, but unfortunately for me, I was. Uh, when did that game come out? Oh, fuck. were you even born? I was N64. alive. N sixty four. Are you sure N64. you have that? Uh, Does it not a say long in the article time somewhere? ago. Oh, 20 years no, ago, no, no, it doesn't actually say, but I'll, I'll find that out. But uh, here was the thing. Uh, Rare, who made GoldenEye 007, have come out and officially stated that anyone who played Odd Job is a cheating scumbag. So, uh, now I, I never I never played GoldenEye. I'm going to bring that out there. That, you know, destroys any gamer cred that I have left. But, uh, yeah, I, I never did play Odd Job, but... I'm trying to think of what what was what was so bad about him. His hat. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. So his hat. He basically stole Xena Warrior Princess's circle thing and stuck it in his hat rim. Oh man! Just to answer that question, that came out on the 25th of August, 1997. Yeah. So, so about 20 years ago. Yeah, 21 yeah. years old. I think I probably played that game when I was like five, so you know I didn't really have the motor skills to uh, really play the game effectively. Uh, so I spent most of my time running into walls and not being able to see where I was or what I was doing. Whilst uh, drooling all over the pad. So yeah, uh, not exactly a perfect, uh, not a great way to introduce what was supposed to be a really good game to me. Uh, it was all right. It was a nice game, but. It should stay in the past. Ooh. It's had its time. Put it in the vault. Mm. Banish it to the Shadow Realm. It risks becoming Call of Duty, which should have been given up after the very first Call of Duty. Yeah, it did. It did. It shocking. Well, no, forget the first Call of Duty World War games. I'm trying. Modern really hard Modern to Warfare do that. did its shocking moment, and then it just became a schlock. It was just schlocking moments. How do we make people go <gasps> again? Zombies. Um, we talked about this. Zombies. Zombies. <laughs> zombies doesn't make everything good. I mean, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, zombies doesn't make everything good. Uh, Daybreak Games have shuttered the H1Z1. I'm British. It's not and Z. Therefore, correct. Yeah, H1Z1. That includes you, JZ. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Well, you're focusing on the uh, the Z part, uh, but you're not even mentioning the fart. That it, the the fart. <laughs> the, the, you know, you're mentioning the you're not even mentioning the part where you say H. I mean, no one else does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, what is the H part? Is it? Anyway, yeah. what about it? So the so like H1Z1 initially was just a big survival game with zombies in it and then it ended up getting a battle royale mode um this was right at the start of the uh project unknown uh, player unknown even project unknown yeah the player unknown make everything a battle royale game battle royale apocalypse yeah uh, world of warcraft battle royale um will be will be due out next month no it won't be 
I don't work at Blizzard. But um, yeah, they they've decided that their the main original survival game, which was now uh, H1Z1 Just Survive, have uh, now stated that they are closing the game on Wednesday, October the twenty fourth, at uh, seven p.m. GMT, um, stating that they uh, can't make the game people want to play anymore. Well, so. That's that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's just like I'm not sure. It's because every on. other company have made the same game only better, oh. and they have lost revenue from it. These things happen. They did get the idea from the Days mod. Oh, from oh, oh day- armor. Yeah, day Days Ed mod. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's the thing. The, the Days mod was. All one word, but everyone was like, "Oh, it's Daisy, Daisy." It's like, no, Daisy is a flower. It's just a capital Z, but it's not a separate word. It's like Daisy mod. Um, but yeah, they essentially stole the idea from that. Then we had what PUBG, or as well, this, most yeah, normal people the call it, player unknown battlegrounds, copied yeah. it from them. And then we got Fortnite, which is kids' first battle royale, which was copied from uh, PUBG. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fortnite, more like Fortnite. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> which they thought, oh, we'll make it a little bit different. We'll include Minecraft in it and build stuff. So, yeah. yeah, just build. Well, I mean, in that in itself, Fortnite battle royale was brought out, you know, alongside. Fortnite, the cooperative survival game, and people play Battle Royale more than they do the original mode. Mm. Which does start to depress me a little bit, because is 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 what we're saying is the game industry is all we want are 100 player multiplayer maps with shrinking zones and one life. Is that all we Apparently, want? Yeah. You know what they oh, should uh, do to solve the, the problem of this genre getting out of control? They should take all the Battle Royale games and strap them to the back of real-life people, mercenary soldiers, whatever, and have Mm. them jump into a Battle Royale-type area (laughs) and have them battle it out in a Battle Royale, Battle Royale. And the surviving game will be the dominant game and the only game that can be that genre. And every other game has to be different from that on. Better yet, we should put studios in there. Oh, oh make put Activision in there with... Exactly. Yeah, make a... make a Yeah, a studio battle royale battle royale. Exactly. Mm. Oh, you know what that... You know what? I, I, I could deal with that. I'd watch it. Yeah. Hell, I'd commentate on it. Screw it. Put them all together. That is gaming news. We could cover it. Yeah. You know, get, get them in there. We get we get Ubisoft in there. We get Activision in there. We can get Nintendo in there. Yeah, be, be all great. I mean, Nintendo would make sure that they take 50% of all revenue they get while being in there. Right. But, and they'd probably strap know. their game to the back of, like, a, a dog or something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, probably just Come a on, this is Nintendo. They'd bring Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. Just, just lightning bolt. Or just a dude that dressed up, dressed up like a Pikachu. 
Oh god. So yeah, he's just oh, like a normal man, but he looks like a Pikachu, so he stands out really well <laughs> against uh, yeah, the battle. Yeah, a bit like the, the Japanese. Thing. Yeah, the Japanese parades where they bring out the twenty Pikachu's all dancing, <laughs> with one that slightly deflates as it goes along. That is, that is horrifying. But um, you know, speaking of speaking of Pokemon, this is this is some good segueing we got going on here. Uh, yeah, speaking of Pokemon, they're the next featured TV program. That is going to be shown on Twitch's present service. Uh, this would be starting uh, as of the twenty seventh of of August, so uh, it'll have already been it'll already been going for a couple of days by the time I bring the podcast out. But Twitch are planning to air nine hundred and between nine hundred and thirty two and nine hundred and thirty six episodes because the articles that we've been looking at seem to have wildly different numbers. Gotta watch them all. Yeah, got to got to watch them all, but they're going to have all the TV episodes and a selection of uh, films. There are a couple that they can't have because of um, licenses, but uh, yeah, they they've got sixteen films that they're going to show out of twenty-one. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So Vince is like, yeah, so just like yeah, a few that just because they were done by Miramax as opposed to like the Pokemon Company themselves. So um, yeah, there we go. So we've had we've had Doctor Who, we've had Power Rangers, we've had the original American TV series of Cosmos. I can't wait for them to show Game of Thrones. Oh Dude. God, Twitch presents Game of Thrones. Mm, now, damn you know, now there's a question for you. Do you reckon? Do you reckon George R R Martin will actually have the books written by the time Twitch manages so to do that? Fuck. Okay, that, that that answers that question then straight off. <laughs> oh, come on, there's far too many people to kill off. It's taken far too long to write them all into one episode. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. But uh, yeah, so unlike unlike George R. R. Martin, we can actually get to the end of something, and uh, that end of something is the end of this podcast. So I think it's time for us to uh, to go, shake the nostalgia out of our head. And look forward to the future of video gaming, the no future. matter how apocalyptic it might be. Yeah, the future of battle royale games taking over everything. Yeah. Well, with VR, soon you will be involved in it for real. Yeah. So I look forward to the Immaterial Gamers podcast battle royale uh, coming out in the near future. Uh, it'll be the uh, podcast of battle royale podcasts, um, where a hundred podcasts enter and one records till the very end <laughs> but uh but uh but until that until that point we will uh wish you well and see you next week so uh have a good one everyone see you die horribly always the dying always the dying got my skinny knife ready oh god so many